It's the odd, odd, odd to Newfoundland. Ghostly greetings from your host, Jonathan. 31 days of Halloween. <laughs> It only makes sense that the things we love the most would come back to haunt us, right? I mean, we got dead uncles who come back, nans and pops, every just every part of your family, and, well, maybe pets are no exception. I'm really, really hoping my dead hamster Ruby, who I had all the way back in 1992, will come back to visit me, you know, someday soon. If I hear a slight gnawing on the wall, I'll know it's my ghost hamster. But ghost pets are a real thing. People report them all the time. There was a massive uptick in encounters, which kind of coincided with the spiritual movement back 1850 to 1899, and it was pretty, pretty wild. It went on really for almost 100 years. People were seeing just ghosts of all sorts, and it wasn't just human specters. It was also the ghosts of animals. This sharp uptick in ghostly pet encounters kind of coincided, like I mentioned, with the interest in spirits at the time. It could be a case of correlation, not causation, but it's worth taking note. The Fox sisters, arguably the founding women of the spiritual movement, became famous with their knocking poltergeist in 1848, sparking an international frenzy for all things ghostly. Perhaps it was this fashion of spiritualism that led people to spying ghosts everywhere. Or simply that admitting to having encountered the spirits had more socially acceptable and almost mainstream things to say about people, which led to more people coming forward. Where does that lead with animals, though? Well, paranormal researcher Joshua Warren finds that there are two main categories of spectral animals, ghost animals and ghostly animals. Ghost animals further break down into entity ghosts and imprint ghosts, while ghostly animals break down, while ghostly animals break down into elemental ghosts and harbinger ghosts. An entity ghost animal is an interactive, unpredictable, self-aware apparition of an animal. An example would be a beloved pet that comes back after death to nudge you on the leg or interact in some way. I'm still waiting for you, hamster. My hamster, Ruby. I'm waiting for you. An imprint ghost animal is non-interactive and appears to have an immediate awareness of its environment. An example would be horses drawing a ghostly stagecoach along a set path. Both the inanimate coach and the horses appear as visions, like a movie being replayed on a loop. An elemental ghostly animal is one that may have never occupied a physical body. An example of these would be the hellhounds of Varghests of the UK. They are perceived as demonic, ominous creatures with some netherworld. Often elementals resemble regular animals in the physical realm, but look a little different. Hellhounds are frequently described as having red, glowing eyes and are much larger than known living dogs. Such slight variations in their appearance are common earmarks of an elemental beast. Harbinger ghostly animals are the next one are physically animals, okay, in our real world, but they carry with them spiritual energy. Such creatures might have been specifically charged with paranormal energy, such as a witch's familiar, a minion or messenger of a magician's spell. These animals have special powers and can foretell the future. These messengers are often seen as harbingers of death. According to folklorist Theo Brown, harbinger animals are thought to be especially sympathetic to the fate of kings. In the 18th century, lions were kept at the Tower of London, the principal male being named after the reigning monarch. When George II first became ill, it was fully anticipated that he would die, as his namesake of the tower, about the same age, died at that very moment. The fish in the pond in Normandy responded dramatically when Henry II died in Xmas. Though their pond was five miles from the castle, a few days later, after the king's death, they suddenly engaged in a battle of mutual extermination. 
Among many of the special abilities attributed to these living animals is the ability to see ghosts. However, many special abilities that people have seen their pets might be due to the unique communication that develops between animals and their humans. As Brown noted, the familiar is often listed in accusations of witchcraft or no doubt ordinary pets that achieved a special rapport with their solitary owners. Now, while some ghost pets and other animals frighten people, for the most part, animal ghosts are quite friendly. They're also very cheap to keep. I mean, you haven't got to feed them, you haven't got to bathe them, you haven't got to get them groomed, you haven't got to train them. I mean, they're not going to pee on the floor, and you're certainly not going to eat all kinds of food and barf or anything like that. I mean, really, a ghost animal would probably be the perfect pet. Hmm. I look through the descriptions of these ghost mirrors, how they view in our own lives, so to speak. Sometimes animals can be scary, but mostly our associations are fond feelings of love, love and memories of Loyalty. Of the historical animal ghosts that have been surveyed, the ghosts of dogs are the most common. And of ghost dogs, the most common is the Mastiff. This might be because the Mastiff was a popular guard dog for country estates in the 19th century. So it would be the most common dog one might think of to be on the country roads where ghost dogs are most often sighted. So there you go. If you're ever out walking around in a spooky place and you look over and you think you see... A Mastiff dog could very well be a ghost. Could be the real thing. <laughs> but you know what? Even modern times have shown us some ghost stories with dogs. I kind of looked further into this and found another one. There was a family pet dog, okay? who And its ghost is roaming the house and exercising other poltergeists. The couple claimed their house in Lancashire had previously been haunted by the ghost of an old man. Daughters Bethany, 13, and Chloe, 10, were left frightened to death when an eerie apparition appeared at the foot of Bethany's bed. The couple also claimed they had been they had been scratched by demonic forces, but astonishingly, the family now claimed the ghouls had been exorcised by their cherished pets. How the heck did that happen? Well, the animal died, and after that, these apparitions stopped, and then they started seeing this animal. So, what have I learned from this research? <laughs> Encounters with the supernatural appear to reflect the communities that house these natural animals and the individuals who encounter them. So, who's to say I might not ever get to see my little hamster again? <laughs> Anyhow, guys, I hope you're, you know, really, really, really taking care of your animals. Make sure they don't become pets, you know, on the other side anytime soon. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to call you guys. Here, here, listeners. Here, listeners, make sure you come back tomorrow for more 31 Days of Halloween. Take care.